friend and welcome to the Ayurveda and Psychology podcast. I am Charlotte Skogsberg, your host for this podcast. I am enchanted to meet and to take you with me on this journey into the human psyche viewed from the holistic approach of yoga and Ayurveda and viewed from the modern man approach of clinical psychology and psychoanalysis. So have something nice to drink next to you, maybe a cup of tea, have a seat, or go out for a nice walk in nature, maybe. Enjoy. In this episode that focuses on Ayurveda, I want to speak about being tired once again. So last week I spoke about the psychic fatigue, that fact of being tired all the time, and it just just not seem to be a reason, but we're just tired, and that it's on a more psychic level. And today, therefore, we turn it more into something that's manifested, that we notice in our body, but that is very much actually linked to this idea of psychic. I will make that more clear in just a moment. So it has become the new normal to simply be tired all the time. And it can also be just something that we're so used to that we don't even realize it anymore. I would say that it could be one of two situations. Either it's that, it's just we're always tired, so it's just how we feel all the time. And then we find all these compensatory strategies, right, in order to make ourselves feel more energetic. Or it could also be this just not even feeling it, but just stating it. I'm just tired. I'm just tired all the time. And from the Ayurvedic perspective, I would say that the solution is exactly where Ayurveda brings something to the table that mainstream medicine cannot. Because actually the big difference between an holistic approach like Ayurveda and mainstream medicine is one big thing and that is the acknowledgement, well, of energy, if you will, or as I would turn it, of the dosha vata. When it's on an energetic level, mainstream medicine cannot see it because they don't acknowledge energy, because they cannot define it properly, and so therefore find it not scientific. But that is, of course, where the blind spot is then. And the reason that we have all these unknown root causes of diseases that still are being then labeled as chronic conditions. And which usually ends up with the person having to take some kind of medication, basically for the rest of their lives. And it's interesting, isn't it, that we have some of these diseases, such as diabetes, for instance, especially the type 2 diabetes um, is what I'm acknowledging right now, where so many 
people coming to a certain age who are diagnosed with this, just take it as like a like a death sentence, right? Like doomed with diabetes type 2 and going to have to take these medications, well, just for the rest of your life. And never do we stop and go, why would I have to take it for the rest of my life? Because if I didn't have it at one point and then I have it at one other point in life, something must have happened in between. There's so many things that I can say about this and to a certain extent I want to even go in and say that my online program and the reason that I even work with Ayurveda comes from this the constant tiredness and why we seem to not find a solution for it and then Ayurveda brings in a solution for it. But I want to narrow it down so that it becomes easy to digest, pun intended, for each and one of you. Because as soon as we go into too many details, we get lost and then we kind of get overwhelmed and we don't take that much with us from the episode. I want you to understand that what keeps us going is our vitality. And we can translate it that into our juiciness, actually. We can even say the oil that keeps the mechanic of the system running smoothly. And just like in an oil lamp, for instance, the flame needs the oil in order to, well, be lit, but also in order to maintain, right? And if the oil is emptied out, soon that fire will burn out. Just like a fire also needs oxygen in order to stay steady and maintain healthy and balanced, that oxygen, if that turns into a wind that blows, well, first of all, what it does is that it increases the fire So it strengthens it, yes, but it goes maybe even out of control. But actually, if the wind blows too fast, it kills the fire. Of course, we can even go into the scenario, and these are all like different ways of seeing this. We could also go into the um, scenario where the wind blows fast and then the fire spreads. And what happens when the fire spreads is actually, in any case, the same thing because it burns everything that there is. And what happens when something burns, it dries. So it dries out. So there needs to be a balance of existing oil that keeps the system smooth and the fire is nourished. If that oil dries out the flame will actually stop existing. There needs to be oxygen in order for the fire to be nourished and maintain healthy. But if there's too much of that oxygen, as in if there's too much wind, it means, number one, that it will increase and maybe start to spread, and even too much wind could actually just blow the fire out 
completely, especially if there's also no more oil left. Hopefully, each and one of you can picture what I've been describing and maybe recognize it if you're a little bit of an adventure so that you've already made a fire in your life or at least observed someone doing it. So this means two things. Number one, the oil is necessary to maintain, well, I want to say maintain stamina. The juice in our bodies is essential to maintain stamina. And the wind needs to be moderated. It needs to be controlled. Translated into Ayurvedic terms, the balance between the three doshas is essential, vata, pitta and kapha. But all in all, what will make the fire unhealthy for us is the spreading of the wind, right? Is the increasing of the wind. And what will drain the oil is the increased fire. The fire increases when the wind increases and then it drains the oil out. This means I maintain my focus on the vata dosha so that I contain the fire of the pitta dosha so that I don't deplete the juiciness of the kapha dosha. So each and one of the three doshas, vata, pitta and kapha, have a subtle energy. The doshas are the combinations of the elements when they come alive. And each and one of them has a subtle energy. So vata, its subtle energy is prana or life force. Pita, its subtle energy is tejas, or we could say enzymes. And kapha, its subtle energy is called ojas. And ojas is really that juiciness that exists. And that juiciness is very important in order to maintain the oil so that the fire is contained and so that the wind does not blow out or spread the fire. The reason that I'm telling you all this is because when there is a fatigue physically in our body, it is because we have exhausted the resources. When it feels as if we don't have the energy to do things, just like the car when it's empty on petrol, it means that we are draining our system and it means that we are, to use a cliche that we all know, but it's very true, we're trying to give from an empty cup. So we need to refill our cup in order to be able to have enough stamina inside of us so that we can maintain we can maintain the fire inside of us. Now that is not only our pitta dosha, but also therefore our agni, which is our metabolic capacity. You see, if we therefore drain ourselves of 
our juiciness, the ojas, so our capacity to be have a stamina, we will actually decrease our agni, our fire, our metabolism. When we decrease our metabolism, we start to experience digestive issues and we are not absorbing the nutrients properly in what we eat. When we are experiencing that, what happens is that we are not taking advantage of all the good stuff that we put into our belly. Then it doesn't matter how good quality the food we eat has or how many wonderful supplements we buy and take because our digestive system is not optimal and it cannot absorb all those good things. Just like I had the advice given to me the other day of changing one of my pans because it's actually becoming toxic since it's um, not, um, well, it's broken, let's say. Like the, the, that kind of thin layer of protection inside of the pan has been destroyed and so therefore the food will um, be mixed with the stuff that we don't want to get into our belly. So if our pan is not clean and protecting us from whatever the pan is made of, then it doesn't matter how good quality food I put in the pan when I cook it, it's still going to be toxic actually. It's the same thing there, all right? So very often if we go and see a doctor and say that we are tired, the doctor might give us supplements or even just tell us to take some time off and relax, right? Why this is not then helping is, first of all then, just like I've been saying for the past few minutes, because our digestive system isn't healthy and therefore is not absorbing the nutrients. And so no matter what brand of supplements um, the doctor gives me, um, I will not benefit from it. So this is why the holistic approach is so important when we are tired because we need to address the digestive system for instance. Now the second thing which is also extremely important and that we all have completely lost touch with is in order to rejuvenate that juiciness inside of us that actually is our vitality we need, of course, to be able to eat things that helps us to increase that. But more than that, and plus that, we need recovery. We need to recharge the batteries. And that is done through proper rest, proper relaxation. And proper relaxation happens mostly when we sleep and when we sleep properly so that which is called nidra in Sanskrit the deep restorative rest very often 
if we are told by the doctor that we need to slow down or take rest or something, we will of course adopt the practices that we are used to, that we feel are restorative to us or relaxing, which means, for instance, to maybe not move, but to watch something on Netflix or to be on social media, scrolling on our phones, or maybe to allow ourselves to indulge in stuff that we find comfortable to eat that makes us feel good. And none of these things are, of course, actually restorative. The only thing that is truly restorative is complete passivity. To be passive, passive, passive. So that the whole system can fully relax down. We live in a society where we are constantly triggered in our nervous system to be on active, to be on fight or flight, I was going to say, but we're so used to saying those words that just to be active somehow. And we find it extremely difficult to not be active in our mind, even if we manage to be relatively inactive in our bodies, our minds are very active. Practices of meditation, the yogic relaxation, the yoga nidra, are great pathways into conditioning our system for passivity, complete rest. They are in themselves, yes, good ways to restore, but there's still activity happening. So there's really no greater thing than that complete unconscious state of deep sleep. To properly get into that state of the unconscious deep sleep, we truly need to align with the circadian rhythm. We need to follow our dinacharya. What this means in terms of sleep is that we need to go to bed early and we need to get out of bed early as well. There are many reasons for this and I've already spoken about them in the past but since most of us tend to not really listen to it, I'm going to say it again. From the Ayurvedic perspective, the reason that we should be asleep between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m., and then, of course, for a few more hours after that, is because that is the time, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., where the pitta dosha is active in our bodies. What does that mean? It means that it's the time where transformation happens in our internal organs. So the detoxification process that happens every single night inside of us happens during those hours. This is why we call it the pita time of the night. If we are not asleep during that time, of course this process is interrupted from a more scientific approach, biological approach. When we are awake at night, after dusk, after darkness has come, 
our body prepares itself to be very vigilant because of course the only reason we would need to be up at that time is to protect or even to be vigilant about what's lurking in the darkness. So if we are awake at that time, our cortisol levels, our stress hormone levels, will be triggered and rise. Which is why we don't feel tired maybe. Especially if we stay awake after 10 p.m. the second wind. I am so grateful that you have chosen to give me some time of your day to listen to this episode. Now, this is all done on my free time. There's no money involved in this podcast. So if you would like to support me somehow, I would love for that to happen. And you could do that by simply rating and reviewing. So what that means is that if you're listening on Apple Podcast, you can simply give me five stars review and you can give me a commentary. Obviously, if you feel that it deserves it. Once again, thank you so much and enjoy the listening. When we are tired constantly, whether it's mental, physical or emotional, this then means that our whole system is sending us signals that we are functioning on the reserves of the tank, that we're running on empty, that we need to replenish our juice, we need to increase the OGES, and this is done through proper nutrition, yes, regularity in the system, in all our routines, because that is how we control and manage our vata. But in order for that to be possible, we need rest. We need deep restorative rest that happens when we have uninterrupted sleep, so that our stress hormone levels stay low at that time. That happens when we follow the circadian rhythm so that we go to bed early. And our capacity to increase this quality sleep increases when we begin to condition our brains to be comfortable and more easily fall into a restorative state when we are very passive, which means practicing different activities that does that, such as yoga nidra, self-hypnosis, meditation, yogic practices as well, living with the circadian rhythm, eating organic food, fresh food that you cook yourself, being slower. I'd say that almost every single person that I meet in consultation that is tired, it is not lazy people. It is not people who need to increase 
more physical activity or do more. It is always people who are depleted of their juiciness, of their vitality, which means that they need to increase that and that is done first and foremost through relaxation. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this podcast and this episode. I am very grateful. If you enjoyed this and you think that other people could enjoy this, please help me to spread the word. Share this episode on any channel that you have of social media or messaging. And even more so, I would really appreciate if you know one other person who might benefit from my words today specifically. Take that one minute it takes to simply share this episode with one person. Remember that there's a human being on the other side of your phone, of your earpods, of this microphone. And I would love to hear your thoughts on what I've been talking about. So please leave a comment. Send me a message directly if you wish. This is Charlotte. This is me. See you next time. Namaste.